0: Hi, I'm Carrie Adams and you're listening to Carrie's Corner. Here we talk to the movers and shakers, the drinkers, the dreamers, the people who make it happen in the liquor industry around the world. So, let's get sipping. Well, Today on Carrie's Corner of Biz News, I'm chatting to George Dulloch I hate doing this because you are not your father's son, but you are. If anybody didn't know who Giorgio Dallachea was, he was the founding sort of fundamental brick of mere lust and one of the forefathers of great wine in South Africa. Today we've got the pleasure and the privilege of his son, George, who is amply filling father's shoes. George, hi, welcome to Carrie's Corner. Thanks, Carrie. Good to be here. So today we're talking about all things Italian, and specifically the fact that you, whilst everybody else was sleeping, well, not everybody else, but most people, <laughs> sleeping during the last 12 months, yeah. the Italians were hard at work in the cellar, and you've produced an absolutely gorgeous, sparkling Pinot Grigio. Tell us all about it.
1: Thank you. Yes. Well, I think, um, you know, we had so much spare time during all these lockdowns, and it really did give us a chance to go you know, back and look at projects that have been on the pipeline for a year or two. Considering that my parents are both from the Vanito area in the northeast part of Italy, and uh, I've kind of grown up with the uh, Prosecco. You know, we were looking at possibly producing Prosecco in South Africa, but of course this would mean that we would have to plant the Glera grape. Yes. And then, of course, not be permitted to call it Prosecco because it's protected, as you know.
0: (laughs) Is that the case? I was wondering about that because there's conflicting sort of Mm. info about that. We all know we're not allowed to call anything champagne. Correct. But I was wondering about Prosecco because there are some people who have called it Prosecco in the past. Have they been prohibited from doing that now?
1: Yes, it is prohibited, absolutely. In
0: the vinification of your sparkling wine, um, do you use the Charmat method as they do with Prosecco?
1: We don't. So what we did for Bulicante is uh, we produced it as a still wine and then on the bottling line we added the CO2, okay. the, the, the bubbles. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. So uh, obviously, yes, as far as Prosecco is concerned, they would use the Charmat method. So yes. the secondary f- uh, fermentation would take place in, in, uh, tank. in stainless steel tank. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So where did you source your beautiful Pinot Grigio grapes from? Tell us, right from the vine to the bottle to the tummy.
1: <laughs> so this is all within a uh, 15-kilometer radius of False Bay. As you can imagine, there isn't very much uh, Pinot Grigio available. So we were able to secure a fair amount, and this will also allow us to increase production going forward. So we follow a very similar method uh, as our Chardonnay, for example. So we do a slightly longer Skin contact during uh, fermentation and okay. we pick riper. So we want a, a fuller style wine. Yes. And, um, all our soils are decomposed granite rock and clay. So you have a lot of that beautiful minerality coming through in the wine itself. Yes. Together with, of course, uh, that uh, delicate sweet melon notes and a bit of that creaminess and, and pear and marzipan even. Quite something.
0: We love it. And let's just remind our listeners that when they're drinking Pinot Grigio, if we're in Italy, which lots and lots of my customers and my listeners do, you pop into a little pavement cafe and you order something nice for lunch. That's right. And you order a carafe of wine, and nine times out of ten, it's going to be Pinot Grigio, isn't it? And it's that beautiful, fresh… Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a yes. fresh, light, dewy green melons, yeah. pears, apples. It's it's beautiful, but it's light wine. It's really light, and I can only imagine...
1: It is a light wine, and, and very uncomplicated,
0: yes. Uncomplicated, which is what we need at the moment. Life is far too serious and complicated. <laughs> so the name Cante, um found its origins, mm. I think, in Murano glass. Tell us about that.
1: That's right, that's right, so Venice is one of the most special places on on earth, and uh, having visited uh Venice with my parents, we would go to Murano and Bulicante is this very famous glass blowing technique where the glass blower will actually trap air bubbles into the glass and then stretch uh this glass, so you have these very elongated uh air bubbles that uh are trapped there. Mm. It made perfect sense to call uh, this uh, sparkling wine Bulicante.
0: It's so clever. Who thought of the
1: name? My darling wife.
0: <laughs> she of did course. the name and the label.
1: She did the name, and she came up with the label. The idea for the label, absolutely. Yeah.
0: So the label is gorgeous. It's also fresh and clean, and I love the the feel of it. It's all the Pantones that you've used in your previous labels for Delicia La in the past. Correct. And we've That's got right. little polka dots of gorgeous colour that make up the Bullicante label. Yeah. Prosecco is a very growing market, and let's just be clear: this isn't prosecco, but it's definitely going to mm. box in that fighting weight. I would imagine. Prosecco is a very Fast growing category in South Africa. A lot of people are turning to Prosecco as an alternative to the more expensive French Bablis. Pricing for the listener to expect to pay for Bodicante?
1: Our recommended retail price is uh, around
0: 160 Rand a bottle. It's very affordable. And if we opened a bottle of Bodicante, you have. I haven't, I have. unfortunately, got a bottle in my studio, <laughs> but you've got one. Yeah. Talk us through those flavors and that sort of layered profile that you do get from Pinot Grigio. Put a sip in your mouth and then tell us what you're getting. So I have it right here. I'll
1: take a sip. I think what's uh, also very important to note on our bulicante is that you know, generally when you uh, taste a sparkling wine, The bubbles are are very big and very foamy Mm. on the palate. Whereas here we have a much finer bead of bubble and very full-bodied but gentle. There's a great acidity. And uh, this is a brute. So we have uh, 9 grams of sugar per liter. But it it leaves you with a beautiful lingering aftertaste.
0: I wanted to try and ascertain how you had ensured the delicacy of that bubble because it's very important for me in a sparkling wine to have that lovely soft tiny bubble that virtually dances across your tongue doesn't it
1: exactly that and this is what we needed to ensure through our you know process of uh, experiments and etc etc
0: and is there a special technique when you're carbonating to make sure that you get that tiny bubble
1: well again it's it's done on the bottling line at about nine bars of pressure Mm. and uh, that's just the right pressure to have that fine fine bubble and it it doesn't dissipate we've done experiments where we've left bottles open over days and and it remains there it's quite magical quite magical
0: i'm so excited about it i think that we've had so much doom and gloom in the last 12 months indeed i can think of absolutely nothing nicer yeah Then a lovely lunch. And it doesn't matter what season it is, really, because in South Africa, we always have warm and sunny days, even through the middle of winter. We're fortunate enough to get a bright, sunny day. And all you need is the sun to peep out, whether it's hot or cold. Mm. Even a watery sun will do. And we're going to have a bottle of bulikante and Mm -hmm. then tell us what we should be eating with it. What should we eat with it?
1: So, what's wonderful about uh, Bulicante is that you can have it as an aperitivo. You can have it the classic way, as uh, we would in Italy, with uh, grissino, breadstick mm. and parma ham. Mm. Or you can have parma ham with uh, sweet melon, which is uh, another classic. Figs, maybe? With figs also. Or otherwise, uh, even with sushi. It lends itself beautifully to sushi, uh, oysters fantastic also.
0: Or what about a cold last night's leftover crayfish? Absolutely that sounds terribly, perfect. terribly upper class, doesn't it? Whoever has leftover crayfish? <laughs> we last night's leftover crayfish, nice and cold with a gorgeous creamy sauce of sorts, hey?
1: What's wonderful too is that you can have it, you can enjoy it in a, in a spritz. That's a good idea. The bully canter with a, a dash of sparkling water and Campari, for instance. Uh, and lots of ice. Very refreshing.
0: We could do that. What kind of alcohol levels are we talking about? Not that we really mind, but it's quite nice if they are lower. 13 and a half.
1: Perfect. But a very gentle 13 and a
0: half, I must say. Sometimes you do need that little extra pack to give it the backbone that you want it to have. Yes. That little extra bit of... Because sometimes bubblies can be very low in in alcohol.
1: Correct. And obviously we're very... uh, fortunate to have lots of sun and uh, that helps that whole ripening process so the wine has really fantastic structure lots of layers
0: and george this is obviously not your pinot grigio you obviously bought the grapes in correct are you thinking of planting you don't have vineyards of your own do you You, you largely buy in for everything that is correct
1: yeah we are not grape growers so we we're buying grapes from, you know, various growers in Stellenbosch. And, uh, of course, we pay a premium for the quality that we are after. That's, you know, a good balance. No, we would never plant.
0: I love your wines. For anybody who hasn't become familiar with Dollar wines, get yourself down to a liquor store between Monday and Thursday because you can't get it for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And... Bulekante should be in Johannesburg within the next week or two.
1: Absolutely.
0: We really are hot off the press with this, with this podcast because we've only just tasted and we're only just about to get it listed all over the place. So it should be here. Watch the space. But in the meantime, this weekend, why don't you rather go and buy Bellachier Chardonnay, one of my absolute favorites, if you are looking for white or if you're looking for a red, what red should we suggest for them, George, this weekend?
1: I would uh, highly recommend Giorgio, our Bordeaux style blend. I was going to say
0: the Giorgio, that was going to be mine, <laughs> but I thought I'd better leave you a choice. Tell us what's inside the Giorgio.
1: So Giorgio is a, a classic Bordeaux style blend of uh, around 70% Cabernet Sauvignon and 20% Merlot and 10% Petit Verdot.
0: And it's silky, smooth, slips down like a homesick mole. We go. want some of that. In fact, we want lots <laughs> of that. And it looks like it might be raining again this weekend in Johannesburg. Ah, so it's perfect for that. And watch the space for the Bullikante. It's about to hit Johannesburg and surrounding areas. Is it already for sale in Cape Town? Because people all over the place listen to this.
1: It is. It is in, in certain establishments and uh, also mm-hmm. directly from Dalla Chia and Stellenbosch. Yes
0: perfect and you're available on what's your website www.dalachia.com
1: that's correct
0: done easy as that georgie you rushing off to a lunch at jordan winery go and have fun it's been such great fun having you
1: on my corner and i
0: really look forward to selling lots and lots of Bullicante for you thank you thank you so much cheers cheers bye-bye